welcome to the latest episode of On the Couch with Cannings. I'm Smoses Yaris and I'll be hosting today's podcast. The media is an ever-evolving landscape. Over the past decade, we've seen the arrival of the internet and advancements in technology transform the way we gather, distribute and consume news. While audiences, who were once passive, now play a bigger and more influential role than ever before. The ease of accessing information has generated a competitive media environment. So how do publications attract readership? It's a question Eric Johnston is more than familiar with as an associate editor at The Australian. Eric has worked in the sector for some time. He was also the business editor of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, has worked at the Australian Financial Review and as a correspondent with Dow Jones. So safe to say, a lot of experience in this space. Thank you, Eric, for joining us on this episode of On the Couch with Cannings. Well, thanks for having me. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I thought I'd start by asking you, Eric, what does an associate editor do? I get to have a a bigger field to play in, essentially. So I'm not making the daily editorial calls or involved in the daily editorial production. However, I can certainly provide my input into the um, ideas and, and running of the business section. And you've obviously been in the media world for some time now. I'm wondering, how has the landscape changed over the years? What media trends or changes have you noticed, particularly since the pandemic? Well, <laughs> and... Before I sort of touch on the pandemic, it's quite interesting because I, I started out more than 20 years ago as a Newswire journalist. So I, I worked for Knight Ritter, I've worked for AAP and Dow Jones as a Newswire. And that, that training involved filing stories quickly, cleanly and rapidly. And, and it was really before you know the internet was really widely used or, or, or was reliable. So our pieces had to, had to get out immediately. And... In a way, it's come around full circle because now what, what we're doing in entire media is we're thinking about digital first, audience first, and that's an idea of not waiting until 24 hours to see your sort of story appear in the newspaper. It's, it's a matter of being where the audience is right now. And so there's a lot of parallels with those sort of early days of the newswire. And then what we saw coming into the COVID period was like everything, incredible rapid change in, in how the media was taken up digitally. So not only did we see physical print sales go up, but uh, the digital take-up was off the scale. That's not just for the Australian. It's, I know the experience was replicated right across the sort of the digital news media. And why do you think that that was, Eric? Yeah, so, so what happened was people were at home. They wanted to know it was the media really playing its role in delivering information as the pandemic was rolling out. And it was just a hunger for information. Now, the challenge for the media is to make sure that, that we maintain and keep this audience and keep them engaged and keep them and keep them coming back. That's the big challenge of what we are in this, in this post-COVID era. And you've spoken a lot then about the audience and the focus on the audience. What are some of those big ticket items you look for in a bid to attract eyeballs? You always have to think about the audience. The audience is, is there and we're going to rise and fall on the back of that. And that includes a smarter way to sell stories. Um, maybe not the obvious story is the one that, that we go for. That's where you are looking for different threads. And also being where the audience is. So mobile is the big uh, driver of, of digital now because people are on their phones literally all the time, more than they are on the, on the desktop. Sometimes they're off-platform, they're on Facebook, so that's where we've, we've also got to be. 
our business audience to a lesser extent are on Twitter, much to a lesser extent, but they're on, in a big way. They're on LinkedIn. They're on other platforms. We've even been dabbling with TikTok to explore if that's where the audience is. So now that's the challenge for all media organisations is to be where the audience is. I'm going to get to those other mediums in a minute, but before I do, it's a really competitive media world out there. How do you differentiate your content from that of your competitors? Quality is the number one. Consistency, reliability, they're the key. So premium product, where we're selling a premium product, we're asking people to subscribe to our product. So we've got to make sure that we deliver them quality, reliability, and news and information that they can use. While it is competitive, yes, it is, but also there's a lot of noise. So um, for successful media organisations, they need to be able to rise above the noise and offer that analysis, that edge that the reader, the audience can't get somewhere else. And you mentioned before all of the different mediums, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. How has that been for you now thinking about multiple different platforms to disseminate news as opposed to, say, just the, the newspaper or the online platform? I see that as opportunity. It's not a matter of being personally on all these platforms all at once because there's not enough hours in the day to be able to do that. In recent, over the past year, the Australian launched a, uh, a new product called The Oz, which is skewed towards a younger audience. So it's taking some of the content that you see in Australia and might be repurposed. It might have some flashy graphics and, and so on. It appears on TikTok and it's been repurposed that way. That's taking information, which is quite significant, so that some of that information can be repurposed for those various platforms. And it's not so much just copying and pasting. It, it is uh, a matter of repurposing content. Can you tell me why it's so important that the content is slightly adjusted or edited for those varying platforms and mediums? Yeah, absolutely. So what we've seen in, in the last 10 years is, is the great fragmentation of audience and, and the media. So so that's why we're seeing different voices, we're seeing different, different views, but we're also just seeing different ways of presenting things and ideas. Some are still very much focused on the written word and some of those readers are just not too concerned with seeing graphics or, or, or pictures. The other way, younger people and a younger audience is a very visual driven, are used to very visual driven mediums. So that's where we've got to be sort of um, more attuned to what their demands are. And it's not a matter of, of overcooking it or reinventing the world, but it's, it's certainly just being attuned to how to sell the story. And that's, that's what it comes down to. So with all of that in mind then, what advice would you give to companies looking to share their story in the media? Day-to-day developments aren't news. Companies would would have to think about how is this being perceived. It might be great, you know, we've promoted somebody to be the, you know, the, the chief operating officer. Why is that a big deal for millions of potential readers? So companies have to sort of think about what the narrative and what the story is, is behind uh, you know what they're trying to pre- present. Companies, by nature, are cautious, and, and that's understandable. But just ask yourself: Is this interesting? Is this is this a story? That's the basic sort of test: Is this interesting? Of course, you know things happen to companies where beyond their control, and, and suddenly they become the story. And they should make sure that they have a strategy to engage with journalists on on that front and be accessible and not lock themselves down uh, beyond that. And when it comes to those varying platforms again, sorry, I keep bringing this up, but it is very interesting to a lot of our clients. When it comes to those platforms, what should companies be thinking of in terms of not so much just getting a story, say, in the paper or online, but different ways to approach the media and share their story? 
I think companies should definitely be thinking about that too because their customers are on there and you see quite big companies with a lot of customer engagement. It's another way of getting speaking directly to them. They can diffuse situations quite quickly through social media. It, it will... It, it does sometimes require an investment to, to monitor it and, and engage with it. Uh, it's not engaging on every single thing, but it's certainly being there and because that's where your customers are. There's millions of people on Facebook. There's millions of people on Twitter. There's increasingly TikTok is being used to sell a message and like it or not, that's where a company's audiences are as well. So I, it is it is important to be aware of it. Don't think it's it's a separate part of the media. This is a very sort of important point. It is all the media and businesses should be thinking about their message should be across many platforms as well. Lots to mull over there. Eric, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of On the Couch with Cannings. It's been great having you. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. 